I can't charge my phone while I'm using my headphones. Okay. All right. Well, that's how it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Two Bookworms. <laughs> One podcast. The Book Club Podcast, where two best friends talk about books. I'm Cameron. And I'm Lazy. And as you can tell, Lacey's having some technical difficulties today. Lots of technical difficulties. So I'm. So you said you can't charge your phone. Do you have your, like your headphones plugged into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't use the pods, the AirPods, because then I sound really far away. Yeah. And nobody will be able to hear me. It's like, come on, Apple. Like, why do y'all got to keep doing this stupid shit? It's a pain. Well, we're back. We took a week off. Um, that was my fault. I had finals and it was crazy, but finals are over. Thank, Thank God, God the semester's over. They went good. I'm ending the semester with a 4.0. Nice. So, yep. Always. I did good on all my finals. I studied really hard. Um, yeah. So, summer break has officially begun and. <laughs> Thank God, because I needed it. I was so over it. Woof. Anyways, let's do our second suite. What's your suck for the week? So my suck for the week is, I already told you, but I haven't told our listeners, my dog tore what is the equivalent to our ACL. Yeah, poor baby. And yeah, since the weather's rainy today, she's been limping really bad today. Poor thing. So they've given her like a medication. No pain to... medication because she doesn't really need it. She doesn't seem to be in pain. But they said, you know, putting her on a steady diet of fish oil and this other um, vitamin really kind of helps lubricate her knee. So it should be bothering her less. That's good. How about my mom's dog? And it just like, healed on its own and now she's fine and like sometimes it'll bother her but very rarely yeah i know it's kind of crazy it is crazy because in humans i think you like have to have the surgery yeah so um you may hear the storm is it raining at your house yes it is if it gets too loud i'll close my window yeah it's really loud so i'm like you may hear it from my end (laughs) You'll definitely hear from my end because my window's open. <laughs> Gosh, that's like that's springtime in Texas for you. But uh, my suck for the week is I'm still on like a special diet for my surgery, mm-hmm. so I'm like phasing back into foods. So I'm still not to like pasta and rice yet, and I really miss food, but. I mean, I didn't need it anyways, right? (laughs) For dinner, we had spaghetti squash, Mm. which obviously would be much better with spaghetti noodles. (laughs) Yeah, but it's good. I like spaghetti squash. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just a little extra chew. But if you got a good spaghetti sauce, you probably won't even care. So that's my suck. What's your sweet for the week? So my sweet is... So we're recording this on Monday. Yesterday was Sunday, Mother's Day. And I got mm-hmm. this really cool scarf. It's a bunch of old books. Oh, that's that, cool. That was, I think, based off the collection. What was it? 
it's based off of a curated collection that was in a library in Oxford. Okay, so it's a fabric scarf? Yes. But it's been it's books that have been made into fabric? No, it's like pictures of books. <gasps> oh, okay, I got you, got you. That's yeah. cool. So like the so what books are I'll have to I'll have to show you. It's like none that we know. It's all like uh, it's all Edwardian and Victorian books. I think uh-huh. they were it's like um the girl who lost things, Queen of the Dormitory. That's cool. The we'll madcap of the school. Yeah, we'll have to post a picture because it's really cool. So that's what Aiden got you for Mother's Day? Yes. Oh, that's sweet. That's very sweet of him. What a good boy. Yeah, send me a pic and we'll post it. Well, my sweet for the week is, yes, yesterday was Mother's Day, but it was also my grandma's 81st birthday. No. And I finally got to hug her. It's been like 15 months. I've seen her from a distance. Like, you know, she's been up on her porch and I've been in the driveway, but I haven't got to, like, hug her. So it was nice to finally hug her uh, because we're all vaccinated and and she's vaccinated and we were at my mom's house, and we had Mexican food, which is my grandma's favorite, and just hung out. It was really nice. It felt like being normal for a little while. Yeah. So it was cool. Well, this week we read Outlawed by Anna North. Um, so do you want to give them a quick synopsis, and then we'll get into our questions? I don't even know where to begin. Well, let's just get, because we'll get into the rest. So we'll just say that it's it follows a woman named Ada. This is like 1894. Um, yeah. And so, she's married she's, to a man. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been able to conceive a child. And apparently having a baby back then was currency. And if you weren't having a baby, you are not worth anything. So Something's like, wrong. Yeah. So she gets after, kicked out of town. Yep. After a year of not of being married and not getting pregnant. Her family kicks her out. His family kicks her out, her husband's family. Mm-hmm. And then she gets accused of, like, witchcraft or some bullshit. So she goes to a nunnery, and then the nunnery's like, hey, if you want to do something else, there's this, like, gang up in uh, hole in this place called Hole in the Wall that this bookseller can smuggle you to. And she's like, all right, I'll try it. And that's where the story begins. <laughs> Okay, so first question. What was your favorite part of the book? Uh oh, long <laughs> Okay, first of all, did you like it? It was just okay for me. I completely agree. But I guess my favorite part is the fact that all of these different women come from so many different backgrounds but they're here together like trying to make their little world work yes and the kid is um a they them so they are not a woman or a man they're just the kid um I would say that's my favorite part, too, is the diversity because it includes, I mean, yeah, there's so many themes in this book. Um, in fact, one of our so much. Instagram followers, I, I'm just going to read, I'll go ahead and read it because it kind of ties into what I was going to say. 
Um, so this is Alex M and their Instagram is at Allie Oop underscore reads. So they said, this was my January book of the month pick and I was looking for something a little different than my usual genre. So I chose Outlawed. This book delivered and I was happy that I gave it a chance. Outlawed follows Ada, a young midwife in training who was banished from her, her hometown after struggling to conceive. This book is set in the 1890s, though it doesn't feel like a typical old Western. Ada finds salvation with a group of outlaws called the Hole in the Wall Gang who are led by the kid. Ada connects with fellow outcasts, and they lie, cheat, and steal their way into survival. There are many backstories laced throughout the novel, and we learn a little about Ada's comrades. I will say that the focus on each character was somewhat brief, so Texas, Lowe, Elsie, etc. were a little hard to keep track of. I found Ada's connection with Lark to be endearing, and I loved the way each of her experiences with the gang made her consider her past. Anna North weaved in so many thought-provoking topics, infertility, racism, gender identity, and more. This is a fun, thoughtful story, and I loved it. So I agree with them. Um, that was probably my favorite part is all of the, the different themes. I mean, we're talking about gender identity in the 1890s. Mm-hmm. We're talking about... Yeah. Um, there is a lesbian couple. We're talking about racism. I think it's news that she left her hometown because she is mixed race. And someone came into a new mayor came into their town and was like, yeah. nope, we're not going to have anyone married that's mixed race. So it is a lot of themes that are in this book that I guess I never thought were like happening in the 1890s, which is ignorant of me. And even with Lark, after Lark comes along, who we'll get into, um, he has some and a stuff lot, going on with him as well. A lot of unfairness too, just like pretty much guilty without being, you know, through right. a trial. And it was shocking to me because, like, when you hear of pe- women being accused accused of witchcraft, you think like Salem witch trials, like 1600s. Like, mm-hmm. I did not know this was happening in like almost 1900. Like, this is 1894, 1895. Still hanging women for witchcraft, and it's so stupid because her mother was a midwife, and she helped her mother, and they delivered like every baby in this town. And because she can't conceive a baby, and some neighbor has a baby like miscarries, and then another neighbor has a baby with a cleft lip. Oh, it's mm-hmm. her fault, and she's done it. I'm like, are you she's, kidding yeah, me? She's the witch. Ugh. So that was frustrating. Just the treatment of women during that. I mean. I don't know why I'm so surprised, but um, I was surprised. And um, she even resorts to her. This is her mother's idea. Sleeping with another man who's been known to like get chicks pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that's what her mother-in-law finds out from one of her friends because she mentioned, because basically he was using pleasure and giving her an orgasm because he's like, Hey, I've, discovered that this helps if you have an orgasm you you may increase your chances of getting pregnant and apparently with her husband she never experienced that and she mentions something to one of her friends and it gets back to her mother-in-law and then that's how her mother-in-law knows she's sleeping with someone else so yeah isn't that that sad somebody hears that you enjoy a sexual act so they're like oh no no they must be (laughs) cheating well, to be fair, she was cheating. <laughs> to be it's fair, like, yes. But, yeah. Son was capable of doing that. <laughs> uh, so what was your least favorite part of the book? 
I'd have to say my least favorite part of the book was all of the religion that was pumped through it. I get it because, you know, um, the kid was a preacher's kid Mm -hmm. (laughs) and was supposed to become a preacher. But even before then, like there was a bunch of religion just pumped into it. And maybe, maybe it's because of the time, you know, and that's all there really was, was to work and be a devout Christian. Yeah, the kid, um, the kid does, I'm not familiar with scripture, so like, I don't even know if that part's accurate. Um, I don't either. But yeah, the kid will just start spouting off scripture and this is why they need to do this. And they're basically, um, they go into like different towns and like rob, uh, I think the first thing they robbed was, um, like a, like a, Oh my god. What do you call it? Wagon that was carrying like a company's payroll. They were going to pay their employees and they so I mean they've been doing little jobs like that to basically survive. Um because besides the kid, there are other women there and they're not all of them are barren. I think when Ada gets there she thinks that's the case, that they're all there because they're barren, but like the news left because she was run out of town because she's mixed race. And, um, Cassie, I think Cassie was barren and her husband like kicked her out. And that's when she left with the kid because the kid was a ranch hand. And then they lived like they were married, but then the horse kicked the kid in the head and they found that the kid had breasts and they ran them out of town like killed all their horses and burnt their house down. These are just very, horrible people. It's just very hard to keep track of too with with what it happened is. with who because you don't even find out their backstories until the end of the book. Yeah. And I completely agree with Alex M when they said it's so hard to keep it is so hard to keep there's so many people there. It is hard to keep track of all their stories and you're kinda like, wait, which one was this? There's one named Texas. And I, I, I don't necessarily even think that there was too many because there really wasn't that many. It's just that you didn't know who they were until it was too yeah. late. Until all these yeah. events transpired. I think my least favorite part of the book um, was all of the freaking animal abuse because later on in the story, a posse comes for them and they're just like shooting each other's horses and shit. I'm like, oh, you're after yeah. the people, not the horses. Fucking stop it. Oh, you know, I am about that. Um, anyways, these questions are a mix of Oprah's book club questions and a mix of our own. So was it a fast or slow read and why? It's kind of slow for me. Me too. And it's not a long book. It's like 260 no. pages, but yeah. it, um, took me a really long time and honestly if we wouldn't have been reading it for this episode i don't know I that i would have kept finished it. no i wouldn't have kept it reading it's just so boring i mean it wasn't that it was a bad book it's not a bad book it's, it's just not that, a bad book and the writing wasn't awful it just didn't there was a different flow that could have maybe worked mm-hmm. and things that could have been kept out and rearranged and Agreed. Yeah, maybe just an editor's fault again. Yeah, it was pretty, it was slow. Um, which event scene or character has stuck with you the most? 
Hmm. I kind of really liked Lark. And Me? Then, okay, and that's exactly what like, I was going to say with Lark. As soon as you get to know who he is, he's gone. Bam, dead. Okay, so Lark is this dude that they meet. Um, they're, like, going into town because Agnes Rose. Um, so she left her mayor, and, and she dresses as a, as a she always. Some of the other women in the gang will dress as men because, you know, a woman can't, like, go into town and do this kind of shit, so they'll dress as men. But it's, it, I think it does, if I remember correctly, I think it does say that she always dresses as a woman. She's kind of like, you know, the the distraction, I guess. So mm-hmm. she has a guy that she sees in town, and she's like, hey, I think he's going to have, like, some money on him or whatever. Why don't we give him some medicine and make him go to sleep, and then we'll rob him. So they send Ada and I think News to go with them. Well, they meet these guys, Henry and Mark. And I think News already knew them. Like they had done business or bought cattle, something. They had done something together. They knew each other. Um, but the moment that Ada, who is in disguise as Adam, meets Lark, she's like, he's the most beautiful man I've ever seen. And she like gets this like electric feeling. So I'm already intrigued by Lark. Um but then they go to do this other job, and News tells Ada, because you know they're dressed as men, hey, you know, if you have to go to, they're staying, they're like camping out with Henry and Lark. So she's like, if you need to go to the bathroom, like, go, don't go by the lake, because they might see you, or go to one of the outhouses. Well, apparently only like women go to the outhouses, because men will just like, they can piss wherever they want. So she's like, they probably won't think anything of it. They'll just think you're like shy or whatever. So Ada's like in line for the outhouse and she sees Lark and she's like, huh, I wonder what that's about. Um, so she kind of like wonders if Lark might be a woman. And then they wind up getting arrested when they try to steal this wagon, Ada and Lark do. And, um, she like flat out ask him, are you a woman? And he says no, but he tells her his story that he was run out of his town because he was in love with a married man and they castrated him and he is deformed. And so that's why he was using the outhouse. And um, in order to get out of, well, they're trying to get out of jail because they're like, okay, we're going to be hanged or whatever. Because they found out that Ada was a woman when they were arrested. They saw that her binder, they were, she was like, oh, I hurt myself. It's just a bandage. They're like, that's a weird looking bandage. So they make her take it off and realize that she has breasts. So she and Lark decide that they want to get married because they'll let prisoners get married and consummate their marriage. And that's when they try to escape, which fails. But some of the hole in the wall gang come and rescue them um so we get to learn a little bit more about lark but like he said then he dies and their big plan that the kid makes up which we'll go into so yeah he was my character that stuck with me the most i really liked him and then he died like in the blink of an eye stupid yeah it's like you meet him and just little happiness and he's dead yeah <laughs> just like a sliver of happiness you're like okay and then nope Sorry, Ada, you don't get to be happy. <laughs> what did you think of the writing? Are there any standout sentences or vocabulary? 
sentences. The only vocabulary word I didn't know was our door. Okay. Uh, for use in the sentences, what he lacked in experience, he made up for an ardor. Uh, youth and youthism or passion is the definition. Okay. Yeah, as far as the writing, it wasn't like it was choppy or anything, but it's. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to explain. Because <laughs> uh-huh. it, it's not overly descriptive. No, uh, it's not. And I don't know. There was just something missing for me. Um, I know a lot of people loved this book, but really loved it. I was really excited to read it, but I don't know. It just didn't do it for me. So, would you want to read another book by this author? Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I might give her another chance. I don't know. Did reading the book impact your mood in any way? No, not really. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) What surprised you most about the book? Okay. So... (laughs) Did we really need the scene with Lark and Ada after they had their wounds bandaged? Yes. Um, okay. Because so, that only piqued my curiosity more and had made so, me have more, make me, made <laughs> me have more questions. Uh, the scene that Lacey's talking about is, um, when they were rescued by the gang from jail, Ada was shot and Lark, I think he, yeah, he was shot. It just skipped. It, was, yeah, it wasn't it just die. So they get back into Hole in the Wall and she knows he's been castrated. And so, um, someone fixed her, her wound was like, it was a through and through. So they were sewing her back up. And then they turn to him, and they're like, okay, your turn. He's like, no, no. And Ada knows. She's like, I'll do it. I'll do it. She's like, you can barely stand. She's like, it's okay. I'll do it. So everyone leaves, and it's just her and him. And she's like, all right, go ahead and take – you're going to have to take off your pants. And then she sees that blood's, like, all over his underwear, and she's like, you're going to have to take those off too. And I think the reason we needed this scene is because, yes, they're married. They were just trying to get out of jail or whatever. But I think the attraction between them was always – real and she even says like when he kissed her it it wasn't it it was like a real kiss so the fact that he's trusting her with this and showing her because she says his scrotum was intact but where his penis should have been was just like a little nub and then there was just horrible scar tissue so i mean he's trusting her with this and then he performs oral sex on her after she sews him up. Right. So, and she says, I never, I didn't know that was a thing. Like I never had sex like that before. Um, so that I was really excited about that because I'm like, this is going to be like a beautiful love story, but no, he dies. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I think like that's why that story I think that's why that scene was necessary, though. Just to show that, like, love can still be there, like, no matter what. No matter the situation, no matter the person, no matter the circumstance, you know? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like it was rushed and like it didn't. It was rushed. It didn't fit in for me. It, it was rushed um, because back could, then I, people were you know a little more prude. And the thing that I was thinking of was they just escaped jail and they probably yeah. stink. Right. Well, I mean, like, they stink you anyway. Face down there, like. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> All the hygiene was poor back then. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Um it was that okay, that was what surprised you most. What surprised me most? Um hmm. Well okay. So what surprised me most was they pulled off this job. The the kid comes up one day and was like, hey, there's this town called, is it Fiddleback? Yeah. Fiddleback, Fiddleback one of the Something two. like that. And the kid's like, um, there's this bank and I have this plan, okay? We're going to rob it because the bank president's gone for like six months or some shit, like visiting his grandson. And they're only going to have two guards. And so while they're gone, um, we're going to make some explosives and go in and rob the vault and take all the money, Okay. So then everyone's going to be freaking out and the bank's going to have to sell and we're going to go in and buy the bank for half of what we stole. So we're going to own the entire town. Okay, that doesn't make sense to me. But so the kid comes up with this plan and the kid has um, some sort of mental illness. It doesn't really explain it. The kid doesn't sleep very much. Insomnia for sure. Um, they mentioned that their dad suffered from something similar. And so the kid tells Ada, Hey, when, um, if this happens and I start getting a little out there, I need you to like lock me up in solitude just so I can like come down from it and be okay. And Ada's like, Okay. Well, then the kid like stops listening to her and she has to get Cassie involved to help. But the kid does get better. So they have to do the job without the kid. And the kid is like the leader of the gang. So Lark decides, Lark's like, hey, I'll help you guys. So they're like, okay. So they go to do it. That's where Lark dies because come to find out there was a third guard that decided to stay and help. So he shoots Lark. I think he shoots someone else too, but they live. Um, but they do. They get all the gold and they take it back up to the hole in the wall up where they live. And I think it was in the valley, it said. Um, but like a week later, a huge, like two dozen posse comes to. It's like to three different them. sheriffs. So it's yeah. Like the sheriff of her town, the sheriff of the town mm-hmm. they robbed, and the sheriff of some other the town, town that they robbed the wagon from. Yes. And this is the sheriff that's been after Ada for witchcraft. And she's like, damn, how, like, how did he know? So they think that the, another prisoner overheard Lark and Ada talking when they were arrested and when they were basically thought they were going to die and they told each other everything. So, um, but yeah, the kid is suddenly a little bit better and they start picking off these sheriffs one by one and they, uh, all survive. So. I think that's what surprised me most is they were successful. They didn't go back and buy the town, obviously, because they figured they knew where they were. But I guess they kept the gold. And the whole reason, so like half of the gang didn't want to do the job. The only reason Ada voted yes was because her goal was when she was at the nunnery for a short amount of time, she found this book by this woman who um, basically had like 
studied childbirth and like could do C-sections and like she wanted to go and study under this person. And she told the kids, she goes, okay, well, if I vote yes, then I want you to let me take a horse and a couple people to get me to Pagosa Springs so I can go study under this person. And then, you know, I can't travel alone. So if they can just get me there and then go back, I'll vote yes. And so they agree. That's why Ada helps them do the job. Um, so, yeah, that's what surprised me most. How did your opinion of the book change when you reached the ending? <laughs> okay, so she goes to find this lady. This lady hadn't been there for three years. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I'm just This is say, the doctor like, that wrote the book. And she's been run out of town for, guess what, witchcraft. And her little clinic's still there. And like Lacey said, she walks in and is like, all right, I'm going to stay. Y'all go ahead. And that's how it ends. Like what? You spent, so, you spent all this time doing all these things to go study yeah. the doctor. And then you just give up and do midwifery stuff like you were going to do anyway. Like, And then it even says at the end, I could tell you about the years that followed and all the children I brought into the world, but I won't. Like, um, no, I want to fucking know that. Yeah. So someone like, did you ever find out what's wrong or like anything? Like, right. You know? That was another thing that pushed her. Ada wanted to study under this woman because she also wanted to know what was wrong with her and like what causes women to be barren. And so it just like ends. So at musings of a South African bookworm said, I felt the ending was a little rushed. I was hoping for a little yeah. more. I'm like, exactly. It was yeah. totally rushed. You had all these other That's scenes that were down. drawn out. It was a letdown. And then I was like, it ended and I was like, wait, that's it? And what about, what's her name? I can't, I can't remember exactly who it was. The one that was supposed to go down to Amarillo and like kill the sheriff that ran around. Oh, town. Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texas, that's it. Yeah. Duh. How did that not, not register? <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I got Texas and news confused a lot. Um, I don't remember why Texas left was run out of town, though. I don't remember either. But that's also another problem with that we didn't find out until the end of the book. And yeah. we had already established otherwise to identify these people instead of find the yeah. stories, which is how it should have been. Yeah, it was it, it, there. There should have been a better explanation so you can keep track of these people and remember who they are because now I'm just like, don't know, don't really care. Yeah. And they deserve. Well, I mean, they deserve to be remembered because. You know, they did have good stories, but it's that we just, mm -hmm. it was too late to connect them. Yes, I agree. Um, how did the book's title work in relation to the book's contents? It works. Good. Yeah. Yep. Is this book overrated or underrated? I'm going to say it's over. Definitely going to say it's overrated. Let me look up the writing. Well, how many stars are you going to give it? No more than three. It has 3.6 stars on Goodreads. Um, I, I felt I was generous in giving it a three. Same. So, according to Goodreads, uh, I would still say it's a little... It's appropriately rated, but on Bookstagram, people are going nuts over this book, and I would say that is very overrated. But our next question, 
does this book remind you of any other books or is it an original idea? I would say it is a very original. It's very original. I mean, an all, like, not all female, but a heavily female Western is pretty original. So that's what drew me in was the concept. I mean, I don't, I don't read Westerns, so I can't really compare it to any other Westerns, <laughs> but it was, Neither. it was definitely original. Did it impact you in any way? Do you think you'll remember it in a few months or years? No, not really. <laughs> uh, I can tell you we probably won't reread it. No. Um, any lingering questions or plot holes? I mean, we kind of already. We covered that along the way. Yeah. Um, I would like to know what happened to them afterwards. All of them. Especially Ada. Um, I would like to know what happened to her jerk husband. Oh, and the sheriff. Like, the sheriff <laughs> felt bad for, like, the sheriff that kicked Ada out of town felt bad for coming and hunting her down. Why did you even come and hunt her down? Yeah, his explanation was stupid. Like, he said that, oh, you know, someone has to be the sacrifice to make those people feel better about losing their baby and their baby the being born before. Lamb, yeah. And it, it has to be you. I'm like, uh, no, bro, it don't have to be me. That's no. a stupid explanation. Because he's like, I don't believe you're a witch. I don't believe you did any of that. But, like, I have to save face, a bear, basically. I'm like, this is fucking dumb. Like, and then the kid comes out and shoots them. Yeah. So we're like, bam, okay, good, that's over. And I also find it hard to believe that, like, another posse didn't form and come for them. Because, like, their sheriff never came back and all these other dudes from their town. So they're like, shit, we just lost, like, two dozen dudes. Like, you would think Maybe that's why they didn't. Maybe that's why they didn't. Yeah, maybe they didn't. This gang's good. They didn't have any more dudes. (laughs) (laughs) And all their money was gone. Damn. I mean, honestly, a big job like that and someone knows where you are, you should probably fucking leave. Yeah. And, and then a thing that I had an issue with, I mean, this is pretty early. This was the first job where they go rob that payroll wagon and Ada kind of gets scared and accidentally shoots. Well, she doesn't accidentally. She shoots him and kills him. But that wasn't like their plan. And I'm like, okay, they call her Doc because she's like, hey, I know how to, I know how to treat all these things. If someone gets hurt or sick, I know what to do. Why would you send the only medically trained person in your camp on a job into the like field? That? Yeah, because yeah, they're all pissed thing. at her for fucking it up. But I'm like, well, don't send. First of all, she's never done this before. Second of all, it sounds like she's pretty valuable to have all of that knowledge, and you're gonna send her on a job. Stupid. Yeah, like you had to spend like three weeks teaching her how to shoot because she couldn't mm-hmm. even shoot, and you're still sitting around. Mm-hmm. I thought that and was And then really she dumb. saves like this, and she saves Elsie's life, mm-hmm. you know, after she shot in the arm and saves her arm, you know, and then they still. But just they were like, Ada. "Well, this wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have shot that dude." Because yeah. the dude, no, this wouldn't have happened. Son shot Elsie. Yeah, exactly. They should have never. They had no business sending her out. That was pretty stupid. Um, but yeah, so a lot of lingering questions and plot holes. I also didn't understand the whole um, thing where they go to town to steal the wagon for the Easter celebration, where the men were dressed like women and the women were dressed like men. Yeah, I didn't get that. It didn't really explain it, and I didn't understand. I was like, I don't understand why this is happening. 
So it was very confusing to me. I think we need a little more explanation on that. Yeah. Same. Because we wouldn't, I mean, yeah. if we don't read Westerns, we wouldn't know, like, if that's a Western thing or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, it wasn't a bad book. It was all right. It wasn't like, blue. It wasn't mind blowing. Yeah. No. I mean, they could have maybe spent another 50 pages and answered all of our questions. And rearranged and stuff to attach us to characters more. Yeah. And then there's a few times where like, it's in the heat of some action. And then she starts like reflecting back on her childhood. Yeah. Like, and you're like, I don't want this. <laughs> it's like in a way that's not really relevant to the story. Like, okay, no. sometimes they do like, that and they're giving you a piece of something you need, but that was not the case here. No. Ugh, it was just, yeah, I just didn't really care for it. It, it had the potential. The potential was there, but it, it was did. there. The execution was not good. So. Sorry if you really like this book. If you really liked it, let us know why. Maybe we're missing something and we can see it through your eyes. But, yeah, that's all I have yeah. to say about that. <laughs> um, so exciting, all right, Forrest Gump. <laughs> exciting book news. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't think I said this last time. A correction. We were. Did I already say this? We were talking about philosophers, and I said that we said that the road less traveled was Henry David Thoreau, and it's not. It's Robert Frost, who is just a poet, poet. or author. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we fucked that up. Uh, sorry. And then book news. Okay. So for all of our listeners who read, oh my god, I forgot the name of that book. <laughs> Touch of darkness. First Hades, yeah, a touch of darkness. Thank you. My mind went blank, and I was thinking of Touch of Ruin. Um, so the third <laughs> book in that series is about to come out, and it's I'm really excited. Let me see when exactly it comes out. I want to say May 25th. A touch of malice, book three, May 25th. So if you enjoyed it as well, Lacey finished A Touch of Ruin. That's the second book. Um. Be sure to grab that. There was also this box that came out. It's from this company called a bookish box and they have a, they do a subscription, but they also do like special boxes. So they teamed mm -hmm. up with, with Scarlett St. Clair and they did a special box and you get, um, a touch of darkness and the first Hades book, which is called a game of fate, but they're like, special exclusive covers and they're signed by Scarlett St. Clair. Oh! Yeah. So I pre-ordered it. I was like, ah, I definitely pre-ordered that. I don't know if they still have any available, but you might check it. It's at a bookish box if you're interested. Um, so yeah, I guess we can just go ahead and announce our next book then. Cause it kind of ties into that. So we had a vote. This is the listeners episode. And we did a vote, and it was close, dude. It was like it was another book was leading like all day, and then I checked it at the last minute, and a Game of Fate won by Scarlett St. Clair. So this is Hades' perspective of everything that went on in A Touch of Darkness. So that's going to be our next book. 
which is cool because it's right around the time that the third book's coming out from Persephone. So that's exciting. Yes. That'll be fun. I'm excited to read it. Um, it's been on my list for a while. So that will be our next book in two weeks. We will talk about that one. It's on Kindle Unlimited, so it's free if you subscribe or it's also on Kindle or you can order a copy of it. Um, other book news. Peter Bradley had a Harry Potter line like what last summer. Well, they released a new one, but it's all basically like Mandrake themed, which yeah. I know you look, you didn't really like it. I like, I think no. it's cute because I thought it was going to be like all of the herbology and it yeah. was just a Mandrake. It does have some other little Easter eggs. I didn't get like a bag. I got some pajamas and then I got a, um, notebook with the print on there because I'm like a plant lady so I got the notebook to put like all my plant notes in <laughs> um, but it's cute what they need to do is they need to freaking release how they release two different house prints both fucking disappointing they need to have a nice print for each house that's what we want yeah and all of herbology not just them and because honestly, if they put out like a really cute herbology pattern, I would buy everything. Dude, it has a ton of. Did you really look at it? Because it has yeah. a ton of things on. No, they made the mandrake too big of a focus for me. It is like the central yeah thing in the pattern. I will give you that. But it also has the earmuffs, of course. Um, it has. Let's see if I can blow this picture up. Oh my god, it's just getting smaller. Okay, let me do this. Come on. It like doesn't let me zoom in, and I can't reach my pants, my pajama pants that are zoomed. <laughs> it also has a, a, a herbology book. It has um, doesn't it have mushrooms in it too? Yeah, it has some mushrooms. It has different little like herbs and stuff. So I mean, it's. I can see why you would be disappointed. But, I mean, if they would just listen to us and release those freaking house prints the way we want them to. That too. Uh, I liked the first um, the first wave that came out. You know, you bought a lot of stuff and I bought mm. a lot of stuff. It's like the yeah. Hogwarts print or something. I really liked that one. It had a ton yeah. of beast in it. It was very cute. We still had some disappointments with that, but not as many. Yeah, not as many. Listen to, oh, and we also, I'm also kind of pissed at Fear Bradley because I sent in an application for our podcast to be like brand ambassadors and we were denied fuckers. <laughs> I'm like, this shit is perfect because we talk about books and like you need bags to put your books in, duh. All kinds of bags. Forget, you know what? I'm going to edit this out. I don't want to promote them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> They denied our application. Fuck it. Maybe because we didn't talk about them enough beforehand. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> we made a post about it, though. Come on. Jeez. Come on, guys. All right. So we're going to read a game of fate. I'm sorry that Addie the Rue lost. Um, but it may be a future book. So have faith. Wink, wink. If you nudge, catch my nudge. Yeah. <laughs> we will have a book, a talkie sode next week. 
I'm not going to have schoolwork. I'm not going to have surgery. It won't get canceled. We're going to do it. Yes. So join us next week. Um, But that's all I have. Anything else you needed to add or talk about? No. Questions, <laughs> comments, concerns, suggestions, two bookworms, one podcast at gmail.com. Or our Instagram at two bookworms, one podcast. But we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Little, say bye. <sighs>